This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that can't obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode is about shared values. It may be obvious that your own cultural, spiritual, philosophical, and political beliefs will have an influence on how you run your business, so you should examine them. But the outcome of this process is not getting others to believe as you do. The objective is to seek out what values are important to the successful operation of your business that you and your team share now or can agree to work toward sharing. We could also find a lot to say about shared vision, mission statements, and credos, but that'll have to wait for another program. Business culture can be very important to the success of a small enterprise, and precisely because the business is small, changes and improvements often can be rendered much more readily with big payoffs. Once a business grows, it's harder to get results. Shared values mean that all of the employees, managers, and owners understand and agree on what's important to the operation and success of the enterprise. I spent 23 years as a business owner, and I can tell you that everything got easier once I instituted a program that identified and promoted our team's shared values. In my client interactions at CEDF, I frequently advocated this approach, but to be honest, it can only work when the business and the owner are ready. So to create this episode, I had to find someone who practiced what I preached. My name is Jamie D'Agostino. The name of our company is Netology. We've been in business for 14 years. We are essentially an outsourced IT company where we actually are the IT department for uh, many different small to mid-sized businesses in the tri-state area. And I guess we're here to talk about values and, and how to develop them and, and leverage and uh, how use them to help build your brand and your, and your business. So developing core values or finding out what your core values are, it's a pretty involved process. It's not, sometimes the answer is going to come to you pretty quickly and easily and it feels natural and you know when you get one that fits. But you, sometimes you got to throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks. And, you know, if there there are people that are that are in your business that kind of define your brand and, and the personality of your company. Those are the people that you're going to want to sit down with and have kind of like a brainstorming session. Try to come up with words first is the way that we did it. And we tried to come up with many different words that defined us as a group and what was important to us, most importantly. So, you know, what mattered. So what we wanted to do was work down to a list of words, and then we tried to work them into phrases to make them even more meaningful. Once we had those phrases, we kind of voted on them and narrowed it down to three. We figured that these three values would do a couple of different things. They would be easy to remember, number one. They would also help the other or new team members and other team members to make decisions, especially closer to the customer when, you know, when they're kind of in a in a pickle or a jam and they have to make a decision, they can always go back to the core values to think about what would the company want to do, what is important to us, uh, and how to make those decisions and ultimately deliver better results for the customer. So Jamie involved his key lieutenants in shaping Netology's list of shared values. Of course, the objective is to identify what everybody in the organization will buy into, and that is why smaller is easier. 
Don't misunderstand that you have to take a vote on what everyone values. A lot of this is a directed process, but some business owners may wake up and find that they're not the only ones with their hands on the ship's wheel. An entirely different matter is what beliefs and habits do you think are required to make your business successful? They probably revolve around interactions with customers, suppliers, and team members. You may have other important constituencies like referral sources. Some businesses have strong relationships with suppliers and some don't. Maybe you want to start with a long walk on a deserted beach and then write down an aspirational list that you think might become the basis of your company's shared values. It's handy to work with one or two word expressions. Communication is easier in small bites. Jamie's team decided to use phrases. Our values are own to completion, make it win-win is the other one. Own to completion is, is we don't want things to fall through the cracks when, you know, so we want people to be accountable and, and responsible for the, for the things that are assigned to them or that they take on. Uh, make it win-win is, you know, look, we want to always consider the customer's point of view and our point of view so that we can always try to make the situation work for, for both people. And our third one is, hold on, hold on, they're up on the wall over there. Uh, inspire confidence. You're going to edit this, right? Of course we'll edit this, Jamie. But you know, I made my team memorize our values. In fact, I had to do something very similar to this when I was 11 years old. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. For more than 100 years, the Boy Scouts of America have used shared values to guide their organization. You may be familiar with this even if you didn't realize what the scout law represented. And 100 years is a long time to maintain a successful venture. Our three values are inspire confidence, make it win-win, and own to completion. Those three values kind of identify who we are, how we operate, and what's important to us. Make it win-win basically means try putting yourself in the, uh, in the customer or possibly the vendor's position and, and understand you know, what, what their point of view is, and then try to come up with a solution that works for everyone. So sometimes when you have employees or new employees that are in certain situations, they have to kind of go back to that core value to make sure that whatever action is happening or whatever is going on, that, that both parties can come out ahead if possible. Um, the next core value that we have is own to completion, and that really just kind of speaks towards accountability, taking responsibility for, for items that, that are either assigned to you or that you take on, and making sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And then finally, inspire confidence means in our business, we're, we're looked upon as the experts. A lot of companies outsource their IT to us because they're not experts in the field. They assume that we are. So we need to know our stuff. We need our guys to be on the point, to be studied, be knowledgeable, and be able to inspire confidence in the customer. Those are the three things that we live by. Those are what we call our core values. They're hanging on the wall and, and uh, they define who we are. What you value is what you reward. You may think you don't reward much of anything, but that's a different problem. Uh, what you reward is usually the opposite of what you punish. So if your employees routinely get slapped for wasting paper clips, then what you really value is probably frugality. 
If you chew out your workers for taking care of longtime customers, then it's probably going to be hard to make a case that generosity is one of the company's shared values. It's time to look in the mirror, boss. What is your behavior really saying about what's important around your company? Until you come to terms with this reality, there's not much point in polishing up a fancy list. But this all leads to values as they relate to company culture. We've been in business for 14 years, so we've learned a lot of lessons about HR and hiring and, and, and having employees and so forth. And we found that the business thrived the most and was successful the most when, when we had good people that were a good culture fit. And people, when you start to define your culture, having those values are a big part of defining it. When you have people that fit and believe in those same things, it, it, it's a very synergistic type of scenario where people kind of feed off of that and you start to build something that's greater than the sum of the parts. I'd say that it's important. I've learned that getting people that are that are a good culture fit is extremely important and you need to nurture that. You need to reward it. Somebody does something that exemplifies a core value, you want to celebrate it. You want to let everyone know that that's appreciated amongst our group. Those are some of the things that you can do to nurture those values. And the other piece is, is you need to hire around those values as well. I'm in the sense that sometimes when you're trying to make a decision on a candidate and you're finding someone who a good potentially a good culture fit um, but maybe not necessarily has the experience that you're looking for that may most likely is going to be a better hire than someone who's not a good culture fit but looks like they can perform well out of the gate and have a lot of experience you know nine times out of ten you're better off going with the person who's going to fit into your culture you can always train skills and experience you know you can't really change a person when it comes to a cultural or attitude standpoint, I should say. Most progressive business owners know how to give the lovey-dovey customer talk, even if they aren't ready to walk the walk at all times. But this process of seeking shared values ultimately needs the acceptance and full emotional engagement of every last employee to work its magic for you. So before you get to the stage where you bring in your employees to present these concepts, you, you might want to evaluate whether you need to make some meaningful moves in your company's operational policies to make sure a given aspirational value isn't created with snickers and stifled laughter. If your staff thinks you don't believe in a particular value because of the way you cause or permit things to operate at your business, then it will be very difficult to derive benefits from this program. Hypocrisy stinks on ice. Now here's the hard part in the long run. Staying consistent with it. Again, if when somebody does something against the core value system, you need to call that situation to the carpet and shine a light on it. When somebody does something good, you have to be paying attention to honor and praise and, and appreciate it. So it's really just having those values in front of you and living them, and, you know, making sure that everybody's aware of them and living them as well. Okay, a little pause now to address something I didn't ask Jamie about. The financial success of your company may be an obvious goal, but it does not represent an aspirational value. Profitability is an outcome, not a value. This does, however, point to a very common confusion among employees who are not well indoctrinated. They think their job is to make money for the owner. If you have employees with this mindset, you'd be better off reorienting their focus toward things that are more within their sphere of control. Uh, for example, being nice to customers or performing with fine craftsmanship, that sort of thing. Getting your team to focus on shared values that lead to the shared vision of the company's owners, managers, and employees is the idea. Profitability is sure to show up for the party. 
Another important factor is the generational differences within a given set of employees. Sometimes the owner has to be conscious of the inclinations of various age cohorts. You mean millennials? Yes, we have loads of millennials. They're wonderful. They usually want to be, they're more interested in, in uh, working for a cause than any other uh, uh, generation. So I would say that values, especially for that demographic, are very important. You know, at the end of the day, they, they're looking for appreciation and they're looking to, for, for the ability to, to contribute. Yeah, they have their quirkiness, just like every other demographic generation, whatever you want to say, has as well. But at the end of the day, they're attracted to working for a cause. And, you know, again, that could tie back to vision or, or mission statement. But again, those values are a good indicator to see if they're a fit for them to even look at and f consider if, they, if they're a fit to join your cause. You might be thinking this process seems pretty complicated to pick up on the fly. I asked Jamie if he had a resource to guide him in establishing his company's shared values. Yes, I did. It's a book that's sitting on my shelf, and uh, I cannot remember the name of it. It has something to do with getting everyone to roll the boat in the, in the right direction. So I'm really bad with names of books, but um, can you help me out there? And then we can ask that question again, and you can edit it out. Okay, Jamie, very funny. Yes, I gave you that book. It's called Get Everyone in Your Boat Rowing in the Same Direction. Five Leadership Principles to Follow So Others Will Follow You by Bob Boylan. It's published by Adams Media Corporation. It's a wonderful, slim, easy-to-digest volume that inspired a lot of the ideas being discussed here. You can find a used copy on the Internet for only a couple of bucks. Well, you actually gave me excerpts from that book that I used to go through the exercise. Actually, we, it was supposed to be to identify values, but we actually used it to do the words. And then we worked off of the words for, for a while, and then we eventually moved the words into phrases, which we called our core values. Again, uh, it takes, uh, it's like building muscle. Uh, you have to practice it. Um, you know, if you get your core people um, that are aligned with your core values and, and live and, you know, breathe them, it will become contagious. I mean, it will start to pick up, you know, if you're consistent with it, it will start to stick and you'll start to see other people start to join in and, and build from there. It's like, you know, rolling a snowball down a hill. It takes a while sometimes, uh, but that is the way that, that it happens. Many thanks to Jamie D'Augustino for explaining the journey he took in building a shared values program at Netology. Jamie runs a very impressive company and He's a highly dedicated business owner that focuses on sharpening his own saw first by continually taking leadership training. Learn more about his organization at netologyllc.com. Thanks also to zapsplat.com for our royalty-free sound effects and Blue Dot Sessions for music. The theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business as Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. We are Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates as small as a few thousand dollars and larger business loans too from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available there. It's number 17-2. Okay, Jamie, remind me what's important. Our three values are inspire confidence, make it win-win, and own to completion. You're going to edit this, right?